It's time for the breakdown you've been waiting for this week. It's time for your pals and Sean. It's time for Geeksters. Oh, yeah. And welcome to episode 177, part one of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Hi, everybody. What the hell was that? It was, Sean got very tired, you know, at, at some point tonight. Yeah. It was like right when we started episode two. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to like, my whole body's kind of going, sleep, sleep, go to sleep. So I'm like mellow. I'm just like, like right now I can close my eyes and I can feel, like you know when you close your eyes and your body just automatically starts to relax going, oh, oh, we're going to go to sleep. We're going to go to sleep. And you open up and your body's like, fuck you. That's kind of <laughs> kind of where I'm at. So I was using the intro as a way to kind of pep myself back up. Okay. Kind of be like, hey, body, we're not done yet. We got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> like my eyes are burning from yeah. being tired. And I'm just like, ah. And the problem is, is because I went to bed super, super early this morning. Just being, it's it's now Sunday night, and it's like ten thirty. Um, yeah, ten thirty. Yeah, ten thirty. Ten twenty nine. Yeah, good internal clock. Yeah. Um, but I went to bed like around five in the morning, and I woke up like around ten. And I normally I get five hours of sleep. It's nothing. Like right. I'm used to that. But for some reason, I, when I woke up. I was fine. But then I think I think it was partly I had the um, Rockstar energy drink as we were doing the first hour. Yeah. So I think the second part was like it's the crash of. Sugar, 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 sugar. No. <laughs> ah. So <laughs> it'll be interesting. It makes sense now because there's we we we, we, we the studio is on the second floor. There's an elevator that takes us up and down. Yeah. And when you press the button, your face is leaning against the the wall. Oh yeah. And it's like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm tired. <laughs> so when you're tired, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. I have become like all those little pet videos where the dog's sitting there and it wasn't you see the head in front of Bob. Uh, it's a visual joke, though. People on the radio can see my head away. And then it's disappearing. Then back up. Here you go. Ahead. Yeah, or if you're like a, like a baby, how a baby falls asleep with like food in its mouth or face lands in the pie. You know, it's <laughs> kind of like that. I'm just right. Maybe I'm be like. <gasps> <laughs> Cumberbund. <laughs> <laughs> Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange. <laughs> I am so glad now we have the mics clearly marked. Who's who's? that, and that's the reason why. <laughs> no, no, Kristen Bell, not there. <laughs> That's Angie's spot. Cat, you're here too. Scarlet's waiting in the winds. It's not my arm. I don't think anybody's ever going to confuse your arm for the other appendage. Um, I, it was my leg, Ed. <laughs> Again, <laughs> it still holds true. So, uh, so there, 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 have it. Um, but, but you'll hear a peppy, Sean, in part one. That's right. 
where we catch up on everyone's week, and then we uh, decide to do a impromptu de- uh, Deadpool, an impromptu Oscar pool, <laughs> where you know we pick and we go through the nominations because the because the Oscars are coming out <laughs> next week. Yes. So we decide to sit down, go over the nominees, and pick who we think is going to win. And then obviously we'll be doing next week's show, so I won't be having like live updates. Right. But you know, I'll go home. I'll see who the winners are, tally them up. So like the week after the Oscars. You know, one of us will go, na 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 boo boo, stick your head in doo doo. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Yes. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what we do in part one. We give our Oscar picks. So, as well as catch up on the week. And we also give you what's, what's hit number one at the box office. Ooh. I'll give you a hint. It rhymes with headstool. <laughs> 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 All right. So while you're pondering that you new know, word, what could it rhyme with? Just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. We'll be back at the end. And welcome to Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am your host, John. And welcome to the program, everybody. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Woo. So, um, how are you? I am fine. How are you? I'm fine. Why are we talking like robots? <laughs> I don't know. Do the whole show like robots? <laughs> Hi, no. welcome to the program. <laughs> Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. <laughs> you bumbling bag of the bolts. <laughs> Sorry. Can't do one without the other. That's right. Now I just dated myself. <laughs> <laughs> like I do every year, every show. <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting, I'm getting stuff out of my bag. I'm like, yeah. Like I'm just settling in and going, hey, mics are on. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so uh, how was your weekend? Well, how was your week? Um... You know, I mean, that's the thing. Like, since we've now been going to the gym on three days a week, it's it's hard for me to do anything geeky related, kind uh, of. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, you're done now? Yeah, maybe. All right. <laughs> uh, you know, so it's, so it's, I don't do as much. So, like, I only have, like, really, like, Thursday's night movies or to talk about. And that's right. pretty much it. I mean, trying to catch up on some television, you know, uh, uh, Arrow and Supernatural and, uh, Flash and so on and so forth, but I'm not, I'm like so far behind. It's not even funny. I didn't even watch a single episode of Arrow or Flash or Supernatural. Wow. I haven't watched a single episode because I already in my head went fucking. I'm buying it on Blu-ray. <laughs> like I already know. I'm just like there's no point of even trying to catch up. I'm just like I'm done, done. I'll just buy it on. Like I still have um, episodes of The Walking Dead from December. Like when, really? they, when they when they took their winter break, and I'm usually like right on top of it. The next day, I'm like, okay, Walking Dead. I mean, yeah, I know what happened last week because my sister was like, oh my god, I can't believe they fucking did it. And I was like, did they do it? And she was like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's awesome. But I, I was like, it's not a shock to me because I kind of knew that was going to happen eventually. Right. I'm just like, yeah, I guess I'll just catch up when I can catch up to it. Like, yeah, I get harassed. Like, I got a guy at work. He constantly, you're not watching Walking Dead. This happened because he gets all excited because he's right. really into Walking Dead and. And I'm like, no, nah. I'm like, yeah, one day I'm just going to ask my friend Sean for the TVDs yeah. and just catch up on everything. Yeah, and I still got to catch up on buying them, too. <laughs> I don't have as much disposable income as I used to have. <laughs> you know, I got a J-O-B that doesn't pay A-Y well. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the middle class. <laughs> yeah, lower, lower middle, middle class. class. <laughs> uh, I am so broke, I can only afford the Poe. <laughs> I can't finish it. <laughs> so, uh, 
<coughs> excuse me. I um, I watch. I've been binge watching. See, like, the thing is, I go to. I, I have flexible hours. Yeah. Um, unlike me, who's not flexible, who walk walk. Um. <coughs> oh, that reminds me. Have you seen the total segue? Have you watched any of the new Muppets? Yes, I have. What do you think? You know what? I, I it's missing something. It, it, I was gonna say it's not as funny as it was last. See, you know, the first part of the season. I, I still laugh, but I don't laugh hysterically like I did before. There wasn't those jokes that kind of pushed the envelope just a tad. You know what it is? They softened them up a little bit because the, even from the opening, the opening of the show, yeah, where you know they're all going for the donuts and stuff, and then Kermit doesn't have coffee. And he's like, "I guess we gotta do the show." They modified it, so now Miss Piggy comes out and hands him a coffee. It's like, oh, so what you're doing is you're trying to make Miss Piggy not be much of a, as much of a bitch as she used to be. Yeah. But she's always been a bitch. She's always been a selfish person. So why try, like, the people, people who have their fond memories of the Muppets did not watch the fucking Muppets. Yeah. I'm sorry. They watched, they, were, they have fond memories. Like, I remember watching the Muppet movie, loved it. But I always remember... Him being hunted down for not wanting to promote a frog legs place. Yeah. You know, that... To be the face of frog legs. Yeah, that animal company, yeah. took a drug to make himself bigger. Yeah. Like, Fozzie worked at a dive bar where there was a fight. Like, these things that were in the first half of the season were also in the movies. And people were like, oh, those aren't my Muppets. I'm like, what do you mean? This is a show that had Ozzy fucking Osbourne on it. Alice Cooper, Vincent Price... It wasn't all sunshine and roses. Yeah. Like, it's like, you guys are, your youth is way more delusional. Like, it's the re- reality, folks. They were funny. They were adult. They were mature. And now Miss Piggy's like, oh, well, we were friends. And they uh, they broke up, Denise and uh, and Kermit. Yeah. I was like, oh, you fuckers. I want to talk to the person who's in charge gone. Really? Like, you're trying to, Denise, why? Like, right. Kermit should be able to date whoever he wants to date. He doesn't have to be stuck with Miss Piggy. Right. You know, stop. I think it was, I think a lot of people got offensive fact that he goes, when they look at Denise and he goes, what can I say? I'm into pigs. Yeah, but Miss Piggy's a big, it's, it's, it's a, a double entendre. Exactly. You know? It's funny. It's funny. And it's just like, the, the we called Stadler and Wardorf weren't in the episode as much as they used to be. Yeah. Because, oh, we can't have them be thoroughly all the time. It's like, they were surly old. They were old men. Right. Grumpy old men. That was their thing. <laughs> they were nasty all the time. Yes. Uh, now we had to live in a more nicer world. No, we don't. And this is the reason why Trump's going to become president. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> so I'm predicting it now. God, I hope he becomes president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, Late I'm, night television is going to have a whole I, material. Like, uh, I... Never, very rarely do we talk politics on the show, yeah. and I really can't go either way. I don't care less who wins because, in my eyes, we get screwed either way. Right? I, I agree with you. Bl- blaming the president for the problems of the world is like blaming Ron McDonald you get bad hamburger. Neither of them run the company. Yeah, you know that old joke. So I can't like. I think it'd be more entertaining with Trump as president, and I do think in, in the back of my head, I've, I've always said this. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna shot only because. He says out in the open, everyone's like, oh, he's horrible. But as soon as you shut that door, it's like, God damn it, he's right. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> he shoots his mouth off, but people are going, well, at least I got to see his point of view. Yeah, he shoots his mouth off, and he goes, I'm offended. But then there's a whole bunch of people going, why, when he's his perspective is not wrong or it's skewed? Yes. But then they all have their, but 
he's not apologetic, and I do believe in this PC world, there's going to be a pushback, and I think making him president is going to be the ultimate in pushing back. And and it's going to be political incorrectness at its finest. I I really do. I think there's going to be a step up when he becomes president. I think there's going to be a step up of how— Security? (laughs) Security, for one thing, but how people vote. I think it's going to be a major, like, Uh conversation that the laws are going to change. You know, and I mean, some of the things, like, I I tend to agree with, you know, I mean, I don't want to get into a whole political debate, but, like, one of the things was, like, I always showed my ID when I voted, and they always say, like, that's, like, unconstitutional, and it's just, like, yeah, but, like, you have to take on somebody's word that they're this person, and it's just, like, I could come in, like, hour upon hour and just pick up people's names I know. I could walk in and go, hi, my name's Ed. Yeah. And they'd be like, we have ID? No, I left it in the car. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they'll just, you know, and then... You know, as long as you know my address or whatever, you yeah. know, to verify, and then that's it. Uh, or just the last four digits of your social security number. Yeah. That's it. You can look that up anywhere almost. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's going to be fun. You know, political incorrectness on TV. It'd be awesome. It'll be like the 70s all over again, Ed. That's right. All in the family will make a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to that. So do I. Anyway. <laughs> So yeah, I just feel like the, the Muppets have kind of they're they're not as hard they're not as edgy as they were and yeah. like I'm watching like you I chuckled but I'm also like oh, I kind of miss the old show yeah like it's a little different it's it's like you're dating a uh, you're dating a girl right and then one day you go out with her and you don't know it but it's her twin sister and you're going something's just a little off but it looks exactly like what I'm used yeah. to. But there is something a little off. They are not laughing at the same jokes I we used to laugh at, or she doesn't like it when I do this. Like, something's wrong. Like, and then you go, oh, now I know. Like, I, I mean, I I really do. I think somebody should watch these shows. Like, you know, like give them like a preview of a way and go, is this funny? You know, like because yeah. like the people that are making the show are not obviously not seeing the funny in the show, yeah, you know, like are missing the funny in the show. Yeah. <sighs> but again, funny's relative. What's funny to you is not funny to somebody else. And it's always that whole double edged sword where um, you could be offended by something and you fully believe that you're right because it affects your personal life. But the moment something happens where you do and somebody's offended by what you do, it's like, oh, my God, how can you be offended by what I do? Mm. Like, well, it's it's you open up that door to, like, I don't like this book. Okay, well, then you write a book that nobody likes. Why am I being attacked? Because it's America. Like, you know, <laughs> like, you're not as special. You're not the special little flower your parents made you think you are. <laughs> Yes, they always say you can be anything you want to be. Sometimes you can't. No. The world needs ditch diggers. <laughs> you know, some can be president, some are sandwich makers. Some can say, ladies and gentlemen, president of the United States. Other people, would you like fries with that? Yeah. You know, it's just the way it is. That's the way it goes. You know, natural yeah. selection at its finest. <laughs> uh, so but the reason why I'm so political yeah. is because I have finished – like trying to catch up on the House of Cards. Yeah. So I finished season two, started streaming season three. And I was just like, yeah, I want Kevin Spacey's character, Frank Underwood, to be my president. I'm just <laughs> like, I, I want him. I, I believe it. I'm like, that could be Trump. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make the world a lot more interesting. It'll have a lot more fun, I'll tell you that. Oh, uh, even if it goes to hell in a handbasket. All great civilizations fall eventually. Happened yeah. in Rome, happened in Egypt. Uh, just where's the marshmallows and get me a nice big stick. 
I can just. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so I've been doing that. Um, this weekend, I, I do have two video game reviews that I mentioned on our, our post, uh, Street Fighter V and Tom Clancy's Division. I got my hands finally on the beta. Oh, nice. Well, we'll talk more about that in the second hour. Okay. Um, third hour, I think you and I are we. Uh, when would you like to discuss Oscar nominations, Ed? <laughs> um, you know, we could do it now, or you know, we're okay. You know, how about this? Why we um got anything else to add? Nope. Okay. What no. do you say we give the top five? All right. All right. And then since we're t- we're in the realm of movies, we can segue into uh you know Oscar talk. Okay. How's that sound? Sounds good. How's that sound, folks? <laughs> it's like you have a voice. <laughs> Let's wait here. Like, uh, 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 I, I, I'm knowing with if there's not no sound, no sound, it's a yes. It's a yes. Unless the phone rings, go no. Then nope. Sorry, you got <laughs> five, four, three. Two. All right, okay, All right. we're going. We're doing. <laughs> Screw you guys if you don't like it. Either change the channel or fast forward when you do the podcast, <laughs> or just wait. Download episode two. There you yeah. go. Anyway. So what do you got? In number All five? right, number five was the number three movie. It was How to Be Single. It made eight point two million over the weekend and thirty one point seven overall in the two weeks in release. Has a thirty eight million dollar budget. So uh, How to Be Single two coming in uh, two years. <laughs> no, and How to Be Single also. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the number four movie was a new release, The Witch. It made eight point six million over the weekend. And that's where it is for the thing, and I don't have a budget for that one. Yeah, so, right. but uh, there Wait, you go. You don't even hear about that one. You haven't? No. It's kind of like a uh, a drama of like these seventeen hundred witches, and they're coming to modern day, and you know. So uh, it's hocus pocus in a way, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but that is funny. Wait, that is funny. Wait, hocus pocus wasn't that funny either. That's about the same. <laughs> All right, the number three movie was a new release, Risen. It made $11.8 million over the weekend, and that's where it stands with a $20 million budget. Oh, you know what? I was going to say, at, at the moment, I, when you said Risen, my first thought was, I have no idea what that movie's about. Then all of a sudden, it hit me. It's about, because it's almost Easter, it's your, your annual Easter movie. It's your, it's your it, Catholic it's, guilt, Jewish yes. guilt movie, or whatever you want to call it. This is where they prove Jesus was a zombie. Yeah. He comes back three days later, and he's like, what happened? I... I was hanging out with this guy named, you know, Cosby, and I woke up three days later. <laughs> my shirt was untucked. And my I shirt was untucked, and my ass hurts. What's this cloth that looks like me? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who put that crown on me? <laughs> I'm a queen, not a king. <laughs> right now, there's a whole bunch of. Right now, the Midwest is going. Oh, we hate those guys. We hate them. <laughs> This is awesome. another so, one to add to the list. Yeah, check that off my bucket list. All right. All right, what else? The number two movie was the number two movie last Sweet. week. Okay, keep going. Sorry. Kung Poof. Kung Poof? Kung Poof. <laughs> is that a new dish from you know, China Walk? Kung Poof. <laughs> what's it taste like? It tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Kung Fu Panda 3. That's what I meant to say. 12.5 million over the weekend. And 117.1 overall in the four weeks of release. Okay. All right. All right. So. And the number one newbie, no surprise, is still number one, Deadpool. It made $55 million. $55 million in the second week. That is awesome. I, I just want to say something right now. And the total of $235.4 million over there. So what you're telling me is a foul-mouthed superhero and an animated panda were more popular than Jesus? Yes. Yes, I am. 
I love movies. <laughs> I love America. Oh, no, America would be like, hey, you know why? Because it doesn't have Mel Gibson being the director. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to say it right now. I loved Passion of the Christ. I thought it was a great movie. Loved okay. it. Loved it. Nice. I also liked The Last Temptation of Christ. Okay. We have a Martin Scorsese film. Mm-hmm. Did you see them? No, I've never seen. I don't. You see, never see? No. I'm half Jewish. You're full Catholic. <laughs> you know. I mean, you would think that you know you would at least be required by some God's law to at least see you know we call it, um, Passion of the Christ. <laughs> you would think so. And then there's a couple times I was close to seeing it, but then something happened. Where you. <laughs> That was like, oh, I don't want to see it. And then my Jewish friends are coming over. Yeah. I can't watch that. I don't want to make them feel guilty. We're going out to dinner. They're going to a buy. You know? <laughs> <clears throat> that was a really good movie. Really, really good. Oh, okay, good. But, you know, I, I. Over it's the, a list of movies I haven't seen. I should make a list. You of- should make a list, and I will. If I have them, I will. That will be our. You know what? Thursday night, you start working on that list, and then you know, you email me the list or made you know make an announcement like here. Yeah. My, Ed's top 50 movies that he wants to see and has or top 10. Yeah. And then every week we'll watch one of those movies and you can review it finally on the show. All right. It'd be like Ed's flashback corner. (laughs) (laughs) Was it worth seeing? Yes. (laughs) Like I almost like Thursday night because we got together Thursday night where we saw Ted 2. Yes. I was, I had E.T. in my hand. Did you? I did. And I was like, Ed said he never saw this. And I'm like, I should bring this over because maybe he'd want to watch it. And then part of me was like, but do I want to watch it? And I was like, <laughs> and part of me was like, do I watch a adorable alien or do I watch an adorable foul mouth talking teddy bear? I, uh, teddy bear wins. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it was a good choice. Uh, yeah. You could see a pre-progressant alcoholic Drew Barrymore in it. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, that's right. Because right. she was a big boozer when she was a kid. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know? I heard, I heard that in, through tabloids and news from her own mouth. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, make make like a top ten list, and we'll go. I'll, I'll whatever ones I have. Like Passion of the Crisis out there because I, I used to own it on DVD, uh-huh. but then when they came out with Blu-ray, they came out like an extended cut. I'm like, what more can you talk about this? Because the movie basically is just Jesus getting whipped for like an hour and a half. <laughs> I mean. If, There's some really good extra whip scenes I mean, that they exactly, did. They, like, oh, they couldn't put in theaters. I'm just sitting there thinking, though, that there's somebody there. There's the MPAA sitting there going, okay, you struck him 20 times. That's a little excessive. Can you shave at least five off? <laughs> no, because it's going to – and somebody went, no, because that's going to ruin the impact of, you know, the branding that he gets later. Like, you know <laughs> – and I, and I say, Experts will look at the markings and realize that we didn't whip him 15 times, that we actually have to whip him at least 20. Yes. <laughs> you know, we want this to be factual. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I mean, I, but I, I always wanted to get that on Blu-ray because I really liked it. I mean, it's not, it's not a movie, you know, whether, like, hey, I come home from a long day of work. What do I want to do? I'm going to watch Passion of the Christ, you know? It just feels like it's a movie that should be in everyone's collection because it's it's good mm. and it's powerful, and but it's not like, hey, honey, what do you want to do tonight? Can we watch Passion of the Christ? I mean, I can see some families doing that, yeah. like you're like, hey, it's Sunday after church, you know, after a high holiday or something like that. What do right. you want to do? Like, like every Easter, pop that in. <laughs> You know, forget that it's about chocolate covered bunnies. You know, let's see how let's see our savior being beaten to death. Let's feel. Let's make fun of the Jews. Let's watch Passion of the Christ. <laughs> Those evil bastards. 
<laughs> you know? <laughs> like I say, as being half Jewish, I kind of watched it. I was like, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I, I can understand the perspective of it's going. It's like, I didn't. It's like, <laughs> I got nothing to do with it. You know? Like, maybe my great, 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 great grandfather did. <laughs> but me? No. No. My hands are clean. <laughs> Oi. But I was like, after watching the movie, I was like, ooh, I can see why some people were kind of mad. Like, I was like, <laughs> Ooh, and that's coming from me. I'm like, uh, I'm not, a, I'm not offended by anything. Right. So I'm just like, ooh, that's a little rough. I can see why people have got pissed. <laughs> Still a good movie though. It's not. I mean, it, it is one of those movies where you know how it ends. You know. <laughs> I mean, there's no twist ending where all of a sudden Jesus grabs the whip and goes, "Now it's my turn," and starts whipping, you know, Pilate or anything like that. You know. Like <laughs> that'd be great. You know how it is. Mel Gibson comes running out. Do you want to crucify? Let's crucify. <laughs> <laughs> Do you wanna? <laughs> uh, but to this day, every time I watch, you know, um, any movie with what's his, the guy who played Jesus, um, he's Henry in, Cavill. Henry Cavill. Yeah, I go, oh look, it's Jesus. Yeah, even in Person of Interest, when I watch it, it's, it's like it's Jesus meets Batman. <laughs> uh, so anyway so uh good for deadpool yes but uh now i mean and ironically enough talking about passion of the christ because it wasn't was it not was i don't think it was nominated for anything was it uh if you got me probably not one. i know we made gazillions and gazillions of dollars but we can use that as a segue to the oscars and they are when do they come up on air Next weekend. Next weekend. Next Sunday is Oscar Shit. Sunday. All right. The fun day. Where people where few will win and many will cry. All right. We're going to do an impromptu Oscar pool right here. All right. There's your pen. All right. I will go through the categories. All right. And you and I are going to check off who we think is going to win. All right. And then next week, well, actually not next week, but the week after, we'll match up to see who won. Yes. I mean, I'll probably post and go, Ed Stink, Sean Rules. You know, <laughs> I think I did that last year. <laughs> uh, so, we got for the 2016 2016 Academy Award nominations are for Best Picture, The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, Room, and Spotlight. All right. Where do you think it's going to go? Where I think it will go? Yeah, come on, give me your gut. I mean, do you know, um, out of the movies that I've listed, I know you've only seen two of them. Two of them, right, yes. How uh, many have you seen of those? Two of them. All right. <laughs> so uh, The Revenant I know of just because I've heard so much about it. Right. Uh, obviously, like you said, the Man Max Fury Road we've seen and Martian, the Martian we've seen. So out of those three, I'm going to go with more actually with The Revenant. Okay. Just based on that. Now, Room... Spotlight, the big short Bridge of Spies. Now, Bridge of Spies, they do know that's that Tom Hanks picture, right? Right. And I don't think I don't think that is guilty enough to win the the big prize. Okay, all right. Um, well, I think there is a movie on this list that gives more, be, be, even better guilt. What's that? Spotlight. What's that about? That's about what do you call it? The newspaper that uncovered all the child molestation uh, with the inside the church. Look at that segue between Passion of the Christ to Spotlight. See, I, I, there's, I'm, I'm torn because 
You got Mad Max Fury Road. Anybody who's seen that movie knows it's very pro-feminist. And I think, you know, Hollywood likes to pat themselves on the back for things like that. You know what? I'm, I'm checking mine now, and I'm still going with The Revenant. You're still going with The Revenant? I don't, I don't, think, I don't think Spotlight is enough. You don't think... Uh, it's too hardship of a guilt. If it was 20 years from now, where they uh, hopefully they right. like right like how every any any concentration World War Two Nazi movie gets win, nominated, yeah. wins because it, enough times it passed. Passed right. Ooh, that's a good good call, Ed. Uh. So I'm gonna stick with the Revenant. I mean, I I'm, I'm probably way off base, but I'm I'm gonna stick with that one. You know, I want to go with the Martian because it's a phenomenal movie. But Ridley Scott got a shit ton of trouble for Gods and uh, Exodus of Gods and Men mm. for not hiring enough, you know, people of color. Yeah. Um, but I think The Martian made up. I'm going with The Martian. All right. I'm going with The Martian. All right. Well, now for Best Director, you got Adam McKay for The Big Short, George Miller for Mad Max, Alejandro Giratu for The Revenant, Lenny Abramson for Room. And Tom McCarthy for Spotlight. Mm. See, I'm also this is this is the again typical category. Too many best pictures, not enough best directors. Right. If The Margin wins, best picture shouldn't by default Falco win best director. director. Right. But Ridley Scott's not even not even nominated for director. It's kind of like the Ben Affleck thing for Argo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like uh, he wins a shit ton of awards, and then comes time. Basically, it's like, oh, well, that wins, but we don't nominate you. All right. Okay, which one are you going with? I'm actually going to go with Tom McCarthy's Spotlight on this one. I don't think he's going to get Best Picture, but I think he's going to get Best Direction. Really? See, now I'm going to go with The Revenant. All right. Because I... You don't think it's good enough for Best Picture, but you think The Direction could be the where, you know... Yes, I All do. Right. I do, because I think he also won the Golden Globe recently. Okay. You know, I, I should call it the Golden Globe Awards. That would help a little bit, yeah, if you could. All right, all right. Yeah, let's see. I'm going to go. Why don't you... While, while you're doing that, I'm going to read off the list of best actors here, for that's the next category on the list. Uh, Brian Cranston in Trumbo. Uh-huh. Uh, Matt Damon for The Martian. Leonardo DiCaprio for The Revenant. Mac- Michael Fassbender for Steve Jobs. Eddie Red- Redmine. Redmine? R-E-D-M. Redmine. Redmine yeah. for The Danish Girl. And I already think I already know my pick for this one. Who are you picking, Ed? I'm going to go with with uh, Michael Fassbender, Steve Jobs. Really? Yes. You? Wow. You because there's this. so many fucking uh, iPhone suckers out there. And with the recent news of the whole protest and Apple's against the fact that the FBI is using the software that can break down and find Apple users at any point in time, that I think this is this Ooh. is where where that where that I, will fit in. I might have to go. Uh... Huh. Do we have a Golden Globe error on that one? Well, I'm just saying, best motion picture for drama went to The Revenant, but best motion picture musical or comedy went to The Martian. Ah. So that's uh, that's which okay, yeah, it was funny, but really, yeah, like okay, and the the soundtrack was great, but really, yeah, like why didn't it get like it's to me, it just feels like someone went, we need to give The Revenant some uh, an award. All right, so who who won the uh, um, for best actor here, the Golden Globe? Best actor in a motion picture drama was Leonardo DiCaprio. That, right. was, that was the big thing because he has a, he's yet to win an Oscar. Yeah, yet to have won. I an Oscar. think so, I think it's going to happen again. Where it's it's he's still going to have to wait yet again because of 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 Michael Fassbender. Yeah, I think the whole Steve Jobs thing. I think he's going to have to wait, not because of Fassbender, but because of Matt Damon. 
Yeah, uh, you know what? That's another good choice as well. But uh, I'm still going to stick with my. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. You know, that's I've not, already checked I'm it not, in. I'm not going to talk you into you know you're changing your opinion because I want you to lose. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Best actress is uh, Kate Blanchett for Carol. Uh huh. Brie Larson for Room. Jennifer Lawrence for Joy. <clears throat> Charlotte Rampling for Forty Five Years and Circe Ronan for Brooklyn. Okay. Um, Golden Globe. Brie Larson won for The Room. Now, I have no idea what that movie's about. No. I'm going to be completely honest. But we can do the old, hey, let's, let's go. look up on IMDb, IMDb and see what it's about. See what. Uh, now, as you're, as you're going through that, I am, you know, you know, you said that it was Brie Larson for Room. Now, of course, I've never seen that. And, I, of course, I haven't seen any of these movies. I can but, tell you, I got the synopsis. Mm hmm. After five-year-old Jack and his mother escape from the enclosed surroundings that Jack has known his entire life, the boy makes a thrilling discovery. I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah, no. That's... Little kid in trouble. Little kid in trouble. I don't know. Um, let's see, what are my choices? Yeah, and... see, this is this is this is not a, like a this is not a standout crowd. I'm, I'm not. These are great actresses. I'm not saying that. I mean, the movies that are picked. For the best actress category, because you have to kind of go with the movie a little bit too, you know. I'm not right, saying right, you know right. you just go with the actress. I mean, it is primarily the actress's performance in this, but I mean, you know, you go with well, okay, like did Brie Larson really, you know, captivate enough to be the best actress accordingly? You know what? I am going to go with Brie Larson with the room only because I don't think I think General Florence's Joy. I don't think that's. It wasn't a hit. In no. The, it, okay. Now, granted, a movie doesn't have to be a blockbuster in order to get a nomination. Right. We've seen that with the movie like The Artist. Mm-hmm. You know, no one saw that movie, but yet here it wins Best Picture, and everyone's like, a silent black and white movie wins. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. So, but she's America's sweetheart. Right. Uh, but I think she's she got herself in a little bit of hot water. I mean, not from certain perspective. I can fully agree that a woman should get paid as much as a man. Yes. Um, and she made that statement. So I think that I don't know if old white H- Hollywood is going to agree with you. Agree with you. Cause keep in mind too, this is, you got, you got, we caught, um, the whole controversy of Oscar. So white, yeah. you know, and then with Chris rock hosting it. So, you know, there's going to be some comments, but, uh, yeah. all right. Um, I, I don't know. So you're going with Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Brie Larson as well too. Cause I kind of feel like, I'm going to hedge my bets since she won the Golden Globe. Right. I mean, that's kind of part of my decision was like, you know, since she won the Golden Globe. And I don't think any of these that were selected, you know, as best actress is, is you know, going to be like, you know, a movie that I'm going to see, you know. So, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> how to put it. I you mean, know what? That's you know, perfectly. That's completely plausible. But it's not like, you know, like Jennifer Lawrence and Joy. It's like, you know, I'm, I've, I'm a kind of interested because it's about the Joy mop. Right, you know that's kind of interesting to me. Like if it's true, like based yeah. on a true story, yeah, I like those kind it, of movies. That, that's that's Netflix interesting. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not like not... I'm gonna I'm purchasing this movie to watch it and enjoy right. it over and over again. Right. I'm gonna watch it once with Netflix and go and then yeah. and then me or it's like hey, it's on HBO. I'll watch it on HBO. So that way, if I get bored, I can click to something else. Yeah, exactly. easily than I Netflix. Right. All right. All right. All right, well, best they, supporting actors next. I can, I can take over from here. Oh, well, no, I mean, you know, I like to get some voice times in, too. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so best supporting actor, we've got Christian Bale for The Big Short, uh-huh. Tom Hardy for The Revenant, Mark Ruffalo, Mark Ruffalo for The uh, Spotlight, uh, Mark Reliance in Bridge of Spies, and Sylvester Stallone in Creed. I'm going Stallone all the way. 
He won the Golden Globe. Everyone's raving about his. I mean, I saw the movie. He was phenomenal. You know, and I think that it's a nice little. Like we, we, you reported on the fact that Stallone doesn't want to do any more Rocky. Right, right. He, I think it's a nice little button. You, you, forty some years ago, you started with Rocky. Yeah. And then how would you like to finally finish that character off by winning an Oscar that put you on the map? Your writing did the last time. Now your acting do it again for the same character. I think that's nice. Hollywood loves that kind of story. Yeah. However. Personally, I'm I'm voting for Creed because I think he's great. I think he was awesome in it. But I would love to see Tom Hardy win. Oh, and Leonardo DiCaprio lose. That that would be that would, <laughs> that would be hilarious, and that'd be worth throwing my because I'm also going with Sylvester Sloan and Creed as well. Be, just based off the story that they like you said, like that whole thing you just said. Hollywood. That's in my mind was going on. They think this is probably going to be the last time he's going to play Sylvester uh, uh, Rocky. Rocky. So you know that they're going to give him the, the 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 Oscar just for that alone. Yeah, I don't. Sometimes I don't think the Oscar gives it to the best performance. I think they usually give it for a body of work. Yeah, because like there was that one year where Haley Joel Osment was nominated for an Oscar for The Sixth Sense, and everyone loved that movie. Everyone thought he was phenomenal in it. Yet the Oscar went to Michael Caine. Yeah, and I think everyone was like, "Really?" Even Michael Caine was standing there going, "Are you sure I won?" Yeah, like. Because everyone loved that kid. You know, I, and I think people are going like, well, you you know, you have a nice body of work, so here's an Oscar. Right. You know, so go ahead. All right, Best Supporting Actress is next. Yes. Jennifer Jason Leigh for The Hateful Eight. Rooney Mara for Carol. <clears throat> Rachel McAdams for Spotlight. Alicia Val Ander for The Danish Girl. And Kate Winslet for Steve Jobs. Huh. All right. Okay. Well, I can tell you that Kate Winslet won for Steve Jobs. Okay. Um, I don't know. See, I'm looking up to, I'm kind of annoyed because I see Golden Globe. Helen Mirren was nominated for Trumbo, but yet not nominated for an Oscar. Hmm. You know, because as far as I'm concerned, she's she outshines them all. I, yeah. love, I love Dame Helen Mirren. But uh, all right, um, who are you picking? Oh, it's, it's, it's a it's a thinker, and it really is. I mean, this is one of those this is one of those spots that this is a this is one of those tough ones. It's it, I think it, this is almost as tough as like best makeup or best <laughs> costume design right. or best set design because it's one of those things where it's just like this to me is one of those like blips of your career kind of thing. Unless you're a you know lead act, best actress or you know or or well, okay, well let's 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 kind of break this down. When was the last time you saw Jennifer Jason Leigh in anything? A uh, long, long time ago. Right. And Quentin Tarantino is known for helping, not helping, but reminding people what a phenomenal actor Actors or actress, actress that people are. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for him putting, John, uh, we call it, John Travolta in Pulp Fiction, he was kind of already on the way out. Um, Travolta, cause with you know, all the Look Who Talking movies and all that. He, um, he, his career wasn't as high as it once was. Mm. And it was Pulp Fiction. People went, oh my God, that, He's pretty awesome in this movie. Let's give him some more work. Because I kind of felt that way about Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner popping up in Man of Steel gave him a little bump. He wound up like showing up in like three movies the next year. Yeah. You know, so I think that there's a little bit like there's certain things where certain actors kind of go, oh, that's right. They do act. I remember them. Yeah. You know, they so- were great films. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know what? 
I'm going to go with Kate Winslet because she won the Golden Globe, and it's Steve Jobs because I, I swear I'm going to I'm going to put this out there right now. I'm going to say it over and over again, probably <laughs> through the whole time. Every time that there's a Steve Jobs nomination, that they love to sack Apple Dick. That's it's that's that's All the way right. it is because they just I mean like like there's so many specials and so many things about Steve Jobs, and I'm not not knocking the guy. I, you you know, know, I did find it odd that, like, you know, they had the whole. I was surprised they made a second Steve Jobs movie so soon after the one with um, Ashton Kutcher. Yes, I was like, was I thought everything was said that needed to be said about him in that movie, which I didn't see mm-hmm. honestly. But he looked a lot more like Steve Jobs than Fassbender does. But I mean, I guess to me, you don't have to look like the person to right. be act. Like, it's acting, act- acting. acting! Acting. Yes. So who are you picking? I, like I said, I am picking uh, Kate Winslet for Steve Jobs. I, you know what? I'm going to go with you on that one. I, something I, about me. Because it's, it's, I'm telling you, they, they, they love that Apple products. I mean, every, you know. And that's, now, you know what? I'm changing that. All right. I'm going with my gut. I'm going with Jennifer Jason Lee. All right. I, I got a feeling about that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you're like, that's I think good. you're wrong, but all right. Whatever. That's, hey, you know, you're entitled to your opinion, even though it's wrong. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All, All right. right, best animated feature film. Okay, is Pixar nominated? Yes, it is. Give it to that one. Inside Out. Uh, there you go. I'm not. But I'm going to give you the rest of them anyway. Why bother? <laughs> okay, yeah, let's give them their. Animalisa. Nope. Boy in the World. Nope. Inside Out. Yep. Sean and the Sheep movie. Uh, uh, Sean uh, the Sheep movie. Sorry. I, I right away no because it's not spelled the same way I do it. So you're out. When Marine was there. So it's Inside Out. I'm going to go with Inside Out as well. Because you might as well just call this the, the Pixar Award. Right. I mean, at this point in time. Every time. Any, any, really, any Disney movie. I mean, <laughs> if Disney's in the fight, I mean, you know, you're. you're yeah, okay. Because they've won a lot of just based on this, you know. I mean, recently because of the Pixar and the revolutionary way they do movies. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, it's the Pixar Award. Right. All right, so what else you got? Best Adapted Screenplay, now, The Big Short. Now, Best Adapted Screenplay is when you take a book or a short story or a news article and adapt it to a film or television. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The Big Short, Brooklyn, Carol, The Martian, and Room are the adapted screenplay. <clears throat> All right. What are you picking, Ed? Before you even tell me the Golden Globes. I don't even know if they did that, so I'm... I'm, yeah. I'm going to go with The Martian. I'm going with The Martian, too. Just so you know. I'm just... All right. All right. <laughs> I'm like, hey, yeah, I got nothing. Okay. Is there anything on the Golden Globes there or no? Uh, no, um, I see best screenplay motion picture, but that's, you know, they, they break it down. And that was Aaron Sorkin for Steve Jobs. So okay. he's not even nominated either one. So it's all a crapshoot now, Ed. That's right. No, best motion picture. I mean, it did go out to Inside Out. Yes. And there's the good dinosaur was nominated. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a Disney movie. I am a little pissed though. The Peanuts movie was fucking nominated, but not nominated for Oscar. Yeah. Fuckers. Right. Just saying. I didn't watch that movie yet either, but it's the Peanuts. <laughs> All right. Best original screenplay is next. Okay. That is where you take an original property and turn it into a movie. <laughs> I'm bored already. All right. Bridge of Spies, Ex Mancia. Machina. Machina, Inside Out. Oh, my out. God. I'm sorry. I sounded like someone else <laughs> correcting you in your language. That's right. Inside Out, Spotlight, and Straight Out of Compton. See, see. Oh. I don't know. Okay. <sighs> Bridge of Spies, obviously, the Tom Hanks movie. Mm-hmm. Ex Machina is one where the guy falls in love with a robot. 
Mm-hmm. In um, Inside Out, Inside Out is a little girl. Pixar, Spotlight, Kid Touching Movie, Straight Out of Compton. I'm going Straight Out of Compton. That was my pick. Only because White Guilt. That's right. That's I mean, exactly I, it. I saw the movie. I loved the movie. Thought it was a great movie. But this is, I think, the only nomination it got. <laughs> I'm going with Straight Outta Compton. And there, I think Straight Outta Compton is going to win Best Original Screenplay. All right. All right. Best Cinematography. Okay. Are you not going to tell us what that is? Cinematography is the actual movie itself. The way that wait. Anyway, good. It's the way it's shot. Yes. Okay. So we got Carol, The Hateful Eight, <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road, The Revenant, and Cesario. Yes, Cario, yeah. Cario. That's the um, Benicio Del Toro movie. Yes. Um, okay, Ed, what are your thoughts? This is a tough one, I'll tell you. You okay, know, well, only I- reason why I say that is because um, I the, the Revenant, I'm not even going to say that's part of it because – they, their best thing of shooting that was is they were looking for snow. They was because of the warm weather we've been having the the last year of shooting this movie. They had to find cold weather, so they had to go to different places. So this movie took a long time to shoot. But I, so I'm not even going with that one because it's just an outdoor movie. Well, okay. Well, keep in mind too the cinematography. Like, I think oh, there was a couple scenes filmed with GoPros. I think Man Marks Free Road. You know, it was it was a great. <laughs> You know, a spect movie in a way because of, you know, the arm missing from. Uh, um, uh, yeah, okay, I'm just going to say, but everything you saw outside of those kind of special was practical. All those cars, yeah. all the racing, right. all the way shot, like visually. Yeah. Was actually. Was- well, the, the, I mean, the, the, the big moments, the big moments that you notice out of that picture is the missing arm from, from uh, what's her name? Yeah, okay. The the sandstorm that was that came okay, across okay. that was not like they they shot in a sandstorm and hope for the best. You know? Okay, like right. let's hope nobody dies in this one. So I, I'm actually going to go with the hateful eight. Okay, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I'm tossed between the hateful eight and Mag- Max Fury Road. And the reason why I'm I'm leaning more towards Fury Road is because that movie was paced where you're on the edge of your seat the entire time. Mm-hmm. It never let go. There was no, there was one, maybe two quiet moments. And the moment it got done, it was like, all right, we're back. And like for a movie that basically was a road trip from point A to point B, I went, oh shit, let's go back to where we came from. It it had that kind of pacing to where you're going, oh my God, like everything felt visceral and and. You know, I don't, right. again, I'm not talking you out of it. I'm no, just, no, I'm, I'm still going with the hateful eight. So. But hateful eight's a good one because it's Quentin and he knows. You how know, to, you know that you cinematography know. is is there. You know, yeah, because he's so. Yeah, he's so particular. In, and, right. Oh, this is a tough one. Yeah. Is there a coin around? Do uh, I have a coin in my pocket for you? I don't know. Let's see. I got. You got. A, you got. What do you got? You got a quarter? Uh, no, no, I got no. a subway token. Uh, no, 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 no. You know what? Give me a moment. I'm going Fury Road. All right. Going Fury Road. All right. All right. I'm going to win that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Revenant's going to win. All, All right. right. Here comes the – these next three are our favorites. Our snooze fest. These are, these are the tiebreakers. These, these are the tiebreakers, kids, because if we get close, these are the ones we look at and go, we have no fucking clue, and it's, it's anybody's game, really. Really, clearly comes down to. So here we go. Best costume design is the first one. Carol, Cinderella, The Danish Girl, Man Max Fury Road, and The Revenant. So it's costumes. Costumes. How can you not vote for Cinderella? 
That's exactly that's the obvious choice. That's the sneaky <laughs> one. That's <laughs> the one you go, how can you not go with Cinderella? Those beautiful dresses, that time period. It's gotta be the winner. But you know what? <laughs> this one might be Mad Max Fury Road. You think? I, I mean it's a tough choice, but I, I'm 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 edging more towards Mad Max Fury Road. And also you know what? That's what I'm picking. I'm checking it right now. There we go. I am I <laughs> You're locked put in. It in egg. I'm You're locked, locked in. in. I am not switching it. Um, is the Danish girl wearing a Danish? I have no idea. Uh, Carol. Every time you say Carol, I think Carol Burnett. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, same thing. It's just, I'm like, you know what? I got to go. I do. Go with your gut. Go with your gut. Man, Max is really jumping. I don't know. Go with your gut. Go with your gut. Go with your Cinderella. Go with your gut. Cinderella. Go with your gut. I'll go with Man, Max. All right. Your wily, you know, ways are not going to work on me, Ed. <laughs> All right, best documentary or feature. Or did it. <laughs> <laughs> best documentary feature. You do know if Cinderella does win, I'm yelling at you. Yes. All right. So, best documentary feature, what we call the snor- an hour and a half of snooze. That's right. All right, what do you got? Amy, Cartel Land, The Look of Silence, okay. What Happened to Miss Moon, and Winter on Fire, Your Cranes Fight for Freedom. Just uh, based off the telephones, I know you're looking them up or you're trying to figure out we're going to get trying to get a, actually descriptions. Oh, of okay. All right. All right. Amy is about Amy Winehouse. Okay. All right. All right. So there you go. You you keep talking. I'm right. just jump in here. To me, the one that jumps out just based on the title alone is Winter on Fire, Ukraine's Fight for Freedom because it's a guilt movie. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, but Amy Winehouse. But it's on. not an American guilt movie, so that might that might got to put that in factors, kids. You can't, you know, it's 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 always about American guilt, not other people's guilt. Okay, Cartel Land is a physician in Mokina, Mexico, leads a citizen uprising against the drug cartel that has wreaked havoc on the region for years. Across the U.S. border, a veteran heads heads a paramilitary group working to prevent Mexico's drug wars from. Entering U.S. Territory. Written by Anonymous. Okay. And that's a documentary? Wow, that's a pretty heavy documentary. Right. Uh, the Look of Silence. The Look of Silence. Um, all right. What do you, any guess? Just by... The Look of Silence is probably some kind of disease that somebody has, and they got to... Uh... Oh, Ed. A family that survives the genocide in Indonesia confronts the men who killed one of their brothers. Ding, ding. Winner, oh. winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Oh, that's a good one. I'm, I thought... You know what? I, I, I want to hear the other two first, but I, I think that is our winner. Oh. Look of silence. That is... Oh. That's the one that... This... I think what happened, Miss Simone's about Nina Simone. Okay. Let's see. What happened? Miss Simone... Uh... A documentary about the life and legend Nina Simone, an American Uh, singer, pianist, and civil rights activist labeled the High Priestess of Soul. Ooh. Oh. All right. Let's do the Water on Fire one. Okay. I I mean, I think the title explains it all, but just make sure. Sometimes it's it's a misleading. Water on Fire, Ukraine's Fight for Freedom? Yes. A documentary on the unrest in Ukraine during 2013 and 2014. As student demonstrations supporting European integration grew into a violent revolution, calling for the resignation of President Viktor von Yukovych. Ah, yes. Now, like I gotta say, the poster of the picture is very um, misleading. No, no, I'm gonna say very um, Schindler's List. Ah, because it's a little girl 
in a very cute little outfit uh-huh. of the Ukraine in front of what looks like riot police. So right away, little kid, big man, big bad evil police force. Now, um, okay. I already have my pick. Who'd you pick? What happened, Miss Simone? I, I, you know, see, I'm, I, I'm I mean, of, I'm, I'm tossed between that and the look of silence. Well, again, that's, that's, I'm going white guilt. Yeah. Because but you got to go with American white guilt first before any other guilt. Well, Amy Winehouse would be good if Miss, if the Nina Simone wasn't in there. Yeah. Cause it's the whole, Hey, here's a girl who was on top of the world and she ODs, you know, if Jim Morrison was alive today, they'd make a movie about him. Oh wait, mm. they did. You know, yeah. it's just like, but it didn't win an Oscar. Um, I, yeah, yeah I'm going with guilt. Miss Nina, Nina Simone. Yep. Okay. What else is next? Best documentary short subject. Okay. I don't know if they're an IMDb, but okay. Uh, Body Team 12, Shod Beyond the Lines, Claude Lizan, Lizman, sorry, Specters of the Soth, Shoth, sorry, and The Girl River, The Prince of Forgiveness. Of the price forgiveness. Wow, I'm really wow. You're these. stumbling. Let me let me start over again. Body Team Twelve, Shawth Beyond the Lines, Claude Lezaman, Specters of the Shoth, A Girl in the River, The Pre, The Price of Forgiveness. Ooh, that's <sighs> ooh, that's just based on that title alone. The Last Day of Freedom. Oh, I'm telling you right out the gate, Body Team Twelve. I think is a winner, Ed. Really? Really? Here it is. Body Team Twelve is tasked with collecting the dead at the height of the Ebola breakout. These body collectors have arguably the most dangerous and gruesome job in the world. Yet despite the strain, they emerge as heroes while the film explores their philosophy and strength. <laughs> right, I put the, pump the brakes on your pick so far. That's right. right. And the other one. I say just based on the title alone, without knowing what they are. That's that's how we would pick it. Yeah. Just based off the, the the worst title I can find out of all of them. That's the one that they. Chow beyond the lines. Okay. Chow beyond the lines. Chow is a sixteen-year-old uh, boy living in a Vietnam peace camp for kids disabled by Agent Orange. Battles with the reality of his dream to one day become a professional clothing designer. What wow. the fuck? Wow. All right. Let's keep going. Holy Let's keep shit. going. Let's get to number three here. Claude Lazon. It gets worse and worse. I, so oh my god, if there's if there's concentration babies. That's our winner. Yeah. Because right now I'm going, oh, that's a, that's a coin flip between those two. Concentration dogs. <sighs> Ooh, that's a good one. Dogs. They don't have they don't have their voice for their own self, but the the the, the, oh, <laughs> the video my time. God. Yeah. Dogs that lived in concentration camps during World War II. Oh, oh. man. And I think I, I think <laughs> yeah, we they didn't live through New Vietnam. <laughs> right, you just alienated our whole our whole Asian audience. <laughs> what two people? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what was the next one? Claude uh, Lizman, Specters of the Shaw. Showa. Showa. It is this, uh, Claude Lazman discusses the process of directing, producing, editing, and presenting his groundbreaking and influential documentary show. So it's a documentary on, on a documentary. documentary. Yes. Oh my. That's out. Out! Out! Sorry, dude. You got dead bodies and little kids with Agent Orange. You are so out. <laughs> All right. So out. So, a girl in the river, the price of forgiveness. Oh, please. This is going to be a, a literal girl in the river. I know it. <laughs> a girl in the river. Yeah. Uh, the price. Oh, I'm telling you, man. God damn, he's it. 
More than a th- here you go. More than a thousand women are killed in the name of honor in Pakistan every year. A girl in the river. The price of forgiveness follows the story of a rare survivor who falls in love and lives to tell the tale. And keep in mind that's a short story. That's a short. The documentary short story. It's like fifteen minutes. Yeah, but still thirty minutes. Yeah, you're like ugh. All it's right. forty minutes. This one. All right, last one. Well, the last day. Last day of freedom. I feel bad for we call Claude. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> When Bill Babbitt realizes his brother Manny has committed a crime, let's see, let me just look. When Bill Babbitt realizes his brother Manny has committed a crime, he agonizes over his decision to call the police. Living condition: um, Bill's story is an animated account of his decision to support and help his brother in the face of war, crime, and capital execution. Okay, so it's an animated film. It's going to make you cry and oh, nah. No, I, nah, it's not. Nah, nah. Okay, okay. Which one are you going with? Oh man, that's a tough one. Girl on the river, you know, like again, guilt. I don't, I don't think, I don't. If she survives, I don't think that's a. It's a feel good movie. Yeah. Like, despite all that, it's a feel good yeah. movie. Um, Body Team Twelve, as 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 heart wrenching as it is, no one no one talks about it anymore. Because like, remember, there, didn't you bowl? When did we have a couple breakouts? We bowl here in America. Yeah. What happened to him? Exactly. Exactly. You know why? I think it doesn't some, make news anymore. Right, because I think something else came around because it was like, oh, yeah. it's scarier. I think it was Ferguson. Yeah. I think you know, it was like yeah. Ebola, Ebola. Oh, Ferguson. Oh, my God, police. Oh. So yeah. I, I don't know if that, I don't know if our white guilt's still going to be. So it's Chow behind the lines is for my pick. Yeah. Shit. I'm going to go with that one, too. All <laughs> right. Here's a couple more that, uh, again, these are ones that are best foreign language film. All right, what we got first? We've got Embrace of the Serpent. Yeah, that's what I call my... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, shut up. All right, Mustang, Son of Saul, Thebe, and A War. That's Son of Saul? You said Son of Saul, I'm like going, the movie? <laughs> Embrace of the Serpent. Yes. Okay. Um, it's the story of the relationship between Karma Conte an Amazonian shaman and last survivor of his people. Oh, my God, it already sounds like Far Cry Primal. And it had two <laughs> scientists who worked together over the course of 40 years to search the Amazon for a sacred healing plant. Yeah, okay. I, I, yeah. Isn't it the plot of Indiana Jones 5? Yeah. All right, what's the next one? Next one is uh, Mustang. Mustang? Yeah. Sally? It just says Mustang. One Mustang, word title. Sally. Okay, that is when five orphan girls are seen innocently playing with boys on the beach, their scandalized conservative guardians can find them while forced marriages are arranged. Yeah. Yeah, okay, keep in yeah. mind this is America. We yeah. gotta you know, we all gotta be like you know oh, Cover that up. What else? Son of Saul or Sal, whatever you want to call him. Son of Saul. Yeah, no, no, son of Saul. That works. Son of Saul. Son of Saul, um, that is your winner. Your winner, winner, chicken dinner. I don't care what else is coming out. This is your winner, Ed. What's that? Ready? In honor of 1944 Auschwitz, a prisoner forced to burn the corpses of his own people finds moral survival upon a trying to salvage from the flames of the body of a boy he takes from for his son. <laughs> 
Wow. Holy oh. shit. All right. All right. I, that's uh, our front runner. Uh, that, that, is, that is definitely our front runner. Let's see what Thebe is about. Uh, T-H-E-E-B. But I think I think the I think the Academy's on to that whole Nazi Auschwitz story. Yeah. So I don't know. Thebe is in the Ottoman providence of Hajaz during World War One, a young Boudouin boy experiences greatly experiences a greatly hastened coming of age as he embarks on a perilous desert journey to guide a British officer to his secret destination. Nope. Nope. Uh, let's go. I'm going with the. Sus- we got one more. We got one uh, more. Uh, a war is see, the a last war? foreign film. Yes. A war. A war. Okay. Um. Okay. We got here. Company commander Klaus M. Peterson and his men are stationed in Afghan province. Meanwhile, back in Denmark, Klaus's wife Maria is trying to hold everyday life together with a husband at war and three children missing their father. During a routine mission, the soldiers are caught in heavy crossfire. In order to save his men, Klaus makes a decision that have has grave consequences for him. You don't have and to. You, fam- you don't have to go any further. Son of Saul is our Son of Saul. Saul's our pick. There you go. There you go. Oh, everyone loves a good Nazi war story. All right. All right. What do you got? Next is best makeup and hairstyling. Again, this is one of those ones. <clears throat> it's a toss-up. Mad Max Fury Road, the hundred-year-old man who climbed out the window and disappeared. Already out. Too fucking long of a title. Yes. And The Revenant. All right, Ed. I'm going to go with Mad Max. I I agree. I'm not going to bother figuring out the la- that middle one. All right. Yeah. All right. Best original song. Okay. Earned it by 50, for, from Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Monterey. Like, rice. Wait, Racing Extinction? All right. Uh, simple song number three, Youth. Uh-huh. Till It Happens to You, The Haunting Ground. Uh-huh. Writings on the Wall, Spectre. Okay, I'm going Spectre because it's the only movie I've seen. Uh, I can't see Fifty Shades of Grey winning any fucking award. Any award. I am just based, yeah, I'm just going to go just pull my gut to Spectre, Writings on the Wall. All right, what else? Uh, best original score from Bridge of Spies, Carol, The Hateful Eight, Sicario, Sicario, and Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I'm gonna go with it's Star Wars. Wars. I don't uh, care. Uh, I know uh, it's not John Williams has very rarely he, he's won enough Oscars, but this movie is such a juggernaut. There's no way it can't, someone's gonna hand it an Oscar, an, an award of some sort. Yeah, because it's not, not. It'll never be nominated. Obviously, not nominated for best picture. You're not hit, seeing Harrison Ford should have been nominated for best supporting actor at least. Mm. You know, like something. You know, but I think this is. I think the Academy is gonna have to at least recognize like how they did with Peter Jackson with the um, Lord of the Rings movies. Yep. I think. I think. I think Star Wars is gonna take home the Oscar. Then. All right. What else you got? Best animated short film, Bear Story, Prologue, Sanjay's Super Team, We Can't Live Without Cosmos, and World of Tomorrow. Okay, do you need me to look at synopsis? I don't know. You know what? I'm, you, you know what? It's not going to make a difference. <laughs> it really isn't. It's a, it's the, they're animated movies. All right, all right, all right. Just go. Just I'm going to go with God alone, and that's it for this one. Okay. Do you, I mean, if you want to look them up, you can go ahead. No, and, no, you know, no, no. I think I think it's just God alone, and I'm gonna go with Sun Jay's Super Team. 
God damn it, I was thinking about that one too. Um, I'm going to go Prologue. Ooh, all We're right. We're going different. Okay. All right. Best live action short film. Uh-huh. Ave Maria, day Ave one. Ave Maria. Merry Christmas. <laughs> anyway, who else? <laughs> day one, everything will be okay. Allies, word goot. Uh-huh. Shroke. Uh-huh. And shudderer. That's stutterer. Stutterer. Whatever. <sighs> Which way are you picking it? I'm just going to go on title alone. Uh-huh. Ave Maria. This is it because I sung it? No. <laughs> I'm going stutterer. Okay. All right. Best sound editing. Okay, sound editing is when they make uh, the sounds. That's uh, we call it. It's the sounds that you hear in the movie, whether it's footsteps. Isn't that correct, Duran? Yes. Okay. Okay, now this one is a... Two-parter, basically. Actually, well... You, it's a long category. It's a lot no, of... No, no, you just printed it out twice. No, I didn't. Uh, yes, you did. There's sound editing and sound mixing, two different categories. And I'm looking at a page, and it says, best sound editing. The Big Short, Mad Max Fury Road, The Revenant, Spotlight, and Star Wars. Then on the next page, you have best sound editing, Mad Max, The Martian, Revenant, Scario, and The Force Awakens. How the hell do I have two different ones? That's what it came up on. Uh, the, all right, you know what? There that's, was a mistake somewhere. That's then. okay. That's okay. I got. Uh, I will look it up while you. All right, I'm going to give you the list of all of them and see if one one one's comes up while he's looking. <laughs> the big short. He's like, oh, well, you sorry. He said these. So I don't know. Um, just based off of this alone. Um, wow. You know what? <laughs> I, I right. still want to go with Star Wars on this one. I mean, it's on the list twice. So. Um. Uh... There's sound editing. Here's here's your sound editing. There's Mad Max, The Martian, mm-hmm. The Revenant, mm-hmm. Sciario, and Star Wars The Forks Awakens. So it's the second one, so just cross out this. All right. Yeah. You know what? Mad Max, The Martian, Revenant, uh, I'm going to still go with Star Wars on this one. I mean, how can you not? Because uh, I'm going with The Martian. All right. You do that. <laughs> Best sound mix- mixing uh-huh. is next. Bridge of Spies, Man, Max Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Mm, sound mixing. I'm going to go with The Martian. See, I have to think about going Star Wars. All right. Because sound mixing is, sound editing is when they actually, I always, I always, I always knew how, what it was. it was. All the sound effects that you hear. Like the foot stompings and laser shootings, that's mm-hmm. sound mixing. Mm-hmm. And how you put them all together to create emotion and feeling is sound mixing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say, I'm going to two for I'm going to Martian on both. Okay. Okay. All right. Now we're going to go with best production design. This is where all the sets, kids. That's right. This is, if you ever seen it, if it, Sin City, all green screen, never will be nominated. Right. All right. What else you got? Bridge of Spies, The Danish Girl, Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, and The Revenant. Ooh. That's a tough one. That's I'm going to go with The Revenant. Really? Yes. Because of the sets of them scouring the gold globe for That's snow? That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm going Mad Max. Uh... Fury Road? Hmm. Mm. No, my, my... Now, my gut's saying The Martian. Because everything right. that you saw was practical. Most of it was practical effects. Yep. So, all right. 
All right, all right. And finally, the last category. Hold on for a second. Did you feel like you were on Mars when you watched The Martian? Because that's what basically production design is. Be able to transport you into another world, another time. (sighs) I didn't. It was good, but it wasn't Martian. uh, Mars good. (laughs) Right. See, I always forget because next is best visual effects. Uh Uh-huh. Um, okay, well, I might, I might go back to production design for myself, so why don't you tell us what the best visual effects are? Best visual effects, Ex Machia, Marcia, whatever. Machina. Machina, thank you. Mad Max, Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, and Star Wars, The Force Awakens. It is a tough one. It that, is. That is probably one of the toughest categories of all time. Yeah. Because there's all, I did not see The Revenant, I did not see Ex Machina, but I have seen the stills of the girl. The actress who plays the robot, uh-huh. and it's mostly just her face, and the rest is like a, a robotic body. Uh-huh. Like that's a goddamn good official visual effect for a low budget film. Yeah, but fucking Mad Max was awesome with all the explosions and the live stunt work. And then you have The Martian, which is great, but there's not really a lot of visual effects because most of it's on set. Any space stuff that you saw, I mean, you know, we saw like it's wired work and stuff, stuff we've seen plenty of times. Mm. Um, the Revenant, okay, the bear scene probably looks really, really good. Uh, and Star Wars The Force Awakens, it's Star Wars. You kind of almost like the nerd in me wants to go, it's Star Wars because I want Star Wars to win everything. I want Star Wars to win President of the United States if it could. You know, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you're President of the United States, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Cause just for the theme song along, yeah. Da, 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 da. Ladies and gentlemen, your president. You know, um, outside of that, I mean, the Force Awakens. I mean, we've seen it before. Yeah. There's nothing really out there that was new and exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm going Mad Max. All right. And I'm sticking with Martian for my product production design. Those are my picks. I'm gonna sign my name right here. Sean's picks. And for best visual effects, I am picking X Machia. Oh, did I did I pitch it for you? A little bit. Really? Yes. Oh. Sorry. I apologize now in advance if it doesn't if if it's if it's uh if you lose by one and that's it, I apologize in advance. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, kids. We have our picks. Two weeks from now, we'll talk about it and see Two where... Two weeks from now, we'll see who gets to rub it in the other one's face. That's exactly it. All right, and what we do is we'll come back and we'll get the Blu-ray and DVD releases. Sounds awesome. All right, we'll be right back, folks. And we're back, folks. Yeah. Hey, so there you go. Um, guess by now you realized it was Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we got it when you said headstool. We kind of <laughs> knew what you were talking about. <laughs> Well, you you, know, you 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 do this now because I got to we do the intros and outros right after each other, so that's that hour long in between. I'll be like, wait, what? <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Let's call a callback. <laughs> the smart listeners will go, oh, callback, gotcha. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, there you have it, folks. Uh, that's part one. Uh, stay tuned for part two, where Ed and I give you the releases of the week. Yeah. I give my review of not one, but uh, more like a game and a half, really. A game and a half? Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. A game and a half. A, a game and a half reviews. Two yeah. two reviews, basically, I surmise a game and a half. Yeah. So, or, I mean, it depends on how you feel about one game. Maybe just a full game. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what game that is, 
Get the fuck in there, man. I'll give you a hit. It rhymes with notes. I was going to become Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Green eggs and ham. I do not like. I will not eat with them with a spork. I will not eat them with a fork. I will not eat them in bed. I will not eat them with my hand. <laughs> Ah, does it rhyme? Head, bed, <laughs> hand, hand. I will not eat them with sand. <laughs> I'm gonna try next episode to everything you say. Try to find a word to rhyme with, and and respond in rhyme. That is my personal goal for episode two. So if people are now going, oh no, I gotta listen. See if that works. Right after the intro. <laughs> Right. So uh in the meantime in the meantime if you want to catch the show live, you can so on Sunday nights from six to nine thirty PM Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, Tune In and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. And if you haven't already, please go to Facebook, type in Geeksters Radio in the search bar and get to our Facebook page and give us a like. We'd really appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter at, at Geeksters. And don't forget if you want to contact Ed on anything you may have seen or heard or have a suggestion. Contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. And we'll see you in part two. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.